Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, I'm Gary Mansfield, and welcome to the Mizog Art Podcast, where each week I'll be speaking to a different artist. Now let's begin by banging these bongos. Hello and welcome to episode number 33 of the Mizogart Podcast. This week I'm taking you up to Jealous North to meet Dario Alari, who is the founder and director of Jealous Print Studio and Gallery. Now Dario, as well as being an all-round bloody good egg, was pretty much the saviour of Face Value 2 and 3. The gallery space that showed the first Face Value exhibition guaranteed us face value too but right at the very last knockings they pulled out which left us quite a bit in the lurch I already had about 20 artists confirmed I was speaking to Ben Ayn and he recommended I go and see Dario at Jealous and then a day or so after that I was speaking to Riker, uh, Ryan Callanan and he also mentioned Dario and Jealous so I met Dario up at the um, London Art Fair I told him about the concept, the artists involved, and the Katie Piper Foundation where all the money was going to. Dario loved the concept, Face Value 2 was born, and then likewise, so was Face Value 3. Now, as I've said a few times on here, Face Value 3 has now finished at Jealous East and gone over to Jealous North in Crouch End. Um, More precisely, 27 Park Road, Crouch End, N88TE. It opened on the 1st and it's running until the 26th of May. I was properly touched this week, a day after the show opened over at Jealous North. Four guys from where I work, who've got no interest in art, approached me and asked if I'd meet them at the gallery because they've heard so much about the show. They wanted to come and see what the fuss was about. Now that really was one of the key roles I wanted Face Value to play. 
I wanted it to pull people in off the street, people who have never set foot over the threshold of a gallery before. I walked around the gallery explaining each collaboration. That really meant a lot to me, so thank you fellas. I think their favourite was the um, Ronnie Wood collaboration with Sarah Pope and Roy Maynard. They work in the print industry and had seen Ronnie Wood's new series when it appeared in the papers last week. So they was pretty impressed to see one of those in the flesh. Ronnie has produced several paintings in his interpretation of a Picasso. And likewise, for face value too, he done his interpretation of a Matisse. I'm now going to give a bit of information on the introduction of the podcast, which I normally put on the outro. And that is, whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, you should be able to like, subscribe or leave a comment. Could I ask you just to take a few moments to do one or all of those? It really does help us as a podcast and anyone out there who's looking for an art podcast. It'll only take a few moments and it would be much appreciated. If you don't know Dario and you've ever been down to Jealous, you may well have stepped over him while he's sitting on the floor on the computer. And likewise, if you've been down to the Art Car Boot Fair and seen the Jealous stall, you would have very probably seen someone trying to entice the audience over to the stall. That would definitely have been Dario. Dario is one of those people that I genuinely do feel that I am lucky to have got to know. And both myself and the Katie Piper Foundation hold Dario in very high regard. But come with me to Jealous North and find out yourself just how much of a good man he is. This morning I'm with Dario Ilari at Jealous North in Crouch End. Morning Dario. Morning sir. We're in Jealous North at the moment and we've got on the, the second half of the Face Value Free Show that you put on for us. It was on Jealous East for 10 days and it's just moved over here to the, would you call this the sister shop? Uh, um, shop do you know what gallery. I suppose is that we call this Jealous North. Yeah. I mean, it's where we first started in Jealous East. Jealous East is the Shoreditch one. I've got seven questions that I asked everyone. Mm-hmm. How would you explain what you do to someone that didn't know you? Um, I work with artists at the simplest level. Um, we're a screen print studio, so artists come to us and we make prints together, um, which then go on to be shown at their shows or with us or get placed in different collections. But I suppose fundamentally we're a screen print studio that, that works with artists. We work with artists, yeah. And how did you come by getting into the print game, as it were, in the first place? Because I know that's not where you started, is it? No, um, I suppose I come from, from um, hand-painting little money pots, little ceramics, which I started 20 years ago with my wife, Jackie, and... Yeah, it's the working end of art. I've always liked, what am I trying to say? It's it's not dissimilar to what we do now. And what I mean by that, because they're hand-painted ceramics, it's where art meets craft. Mm. And so it has to be, if you see a little pot, if you see a vase, and I say to you, is that a good vase? And the stripes aren't straight. You're going to say, no, it's not good, because look, it's wonky. And so you you can look at it and you can understand whether it's good or bad. And so I like, at that point, 
where I can make it good. And the same when somebody comes into the studio and they want to make an addition, they say, Daryl, well, probably not to me because, uh, you know, one of the other prints <laughs> yeah, is there. Yeah, yeah. And they'll say, look, I want this colour to, to look like this. I want it to be um, th that opaque. I want it to sit next to the other colour. I want it to overlap to create that. I want that to do that with the colours. And it's where art meets craft. Yeah. And that there's a craft to mix those colours perfectly to make them, uh, it's a skill to make them kind of sit perfectly next to each other um, so, so they fit exactly, you call it a registration or misregistered if it's not done properly. So, um, so it's where art meets craft and that's what I'm really comfortable with. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like that where artists come and say, can you do this, can you do this? And we just say, So it's yes. resolving a problem for the artist, isn't and, it? Yes, and that's exactly And what showing the results of that downstairs yeah absolutely and the, the the truth is is i mean i think you've knit that nail on the head in, in by saying it's problem solving there's so many studios out there and so many people think oh it's a cool thing to get into oh we, we're opening up a screen print studio it's problem solving it's problem solving so many studios if you know open up with this kind of romantic idea of what it is it's just hard work and it's coming up to a problem and solving it you come into a studio one day and paper's organic. We use cotton paper. It's all made for us in Somerset. Um, and it stretches. It expands. Yeah. With, there's moisture in the air. It can expand, you know, lengthways about one and a half mil on a big sheet. So you come back the next day to put down the next colour and you have a yeah, screen yeah. where you print through. It doesn't fit. And rather than you kind of looking and thinking, oh, what, what, what's happened? And understand, you think, right, it's stretched. And you have to get on that horse, go to the, go to the computer, reprint an acetate, remake a new screen and make it fit. It's problem solving. Yeah. If the screen dries up and the ink's not coming through, you know, you don't start going, oh, what do I do? You have to wash down and you have to start, you know, start again. And, it, and it's that, it can be laborious, it can be time consuming. There's just so many issues with it. So um, it's problem solving. And you're well known for having a damn good team around you up there, aren't you? Um, I know, it's obviously you're going to say yes, but no, I mean, well, I heard that before, um, before I even had ever been into Jealous. Do, do you know what? Uh, um, uh, everyone who works at Jealous hopefully, and I think, believe in what we are, without even knowing what we are. They say, well, what are you? Um, yeah, they're brilliant. I, it, you can take somebody on... I never take someone on skills, in a way. You take them on on character, as yeah. they are as a person. Yeah. You know, and it's, it, it's that classic phrase, you can teach skills, you can't teach character. People are who they are. And everyone at Jealous is kind of the, slightly damaged, as I am. Yeah, we all yeah, kind of, yeah. we all have our own say. Everyone is given that, 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 that equality of respect. When people come in, artists come in, you know, I'll introduce Brenda the cleaner, I'll introduce the, the intern, although I usually forget their names. I'll introduce everyone, and that's it. And, and when people come in, it's, it's inclusive. And so people kind of think, wow, you know, and it's, it's, it's a gang. It's, yeah. it's a gang of good people. And it's slightly anarchic. You know, everyone's an artist there. It's very organic, isn't it? Because like, people might turn up and if you're there, normally sitting on the floor in the, that, in the, in the middle of the office. gallery on the computer, <laughs> people are stepping over you. And if they ask questions to the, the staff you've got on that day about the artwork and you know, how it's made, I've seen it before where you jump up and say, do you want to come up in the studio? See, you know, just to have a, a nosy round. I think, I think that's important because people don't really get prints. 
I suppose they do. No, they do. It's get starting to. Isn't it? It's in the last, starting. Yeah. Last maybe I, I don't know how many years, but but yeah, you're right. People are kind of a lot more collectors have come to the table yeah. um, and understand what prints are. But yeah, I think it's important to show people because also, you know, we've got this big studio upstairs, and when people see a print on the wall, they say, "Oh, okay." But when you go upstairs, they see so many other prints being made, and they think. Wow, this is where the prints are made. And then they ask questions naturally. They start saying, right, so how do you get that to that? And you don't force the questions. They come out because they can see it all happening. Yeah. And they come downstairs. It is. They have this moment of looking around and thinking, wow, okay. So yeah, And it has this respect. And we've just finished the, the, um, uh, the London original print here, the Royal Academy. And it's brilliant. It's just all the big print publishers, just people dealing in prints and editions from around the world, from New York, from Ireland, from Copenhagen, from, from lots of different countries, and all the big ones. Um, yes, yeah, so there is a respect, and, and we are respected in that world, I, yeah. I, I suppose. Yeah. Well, when was your first interest in art? Um, do you know what? My first interest in art, there were, there were two points when I was a kid. Is One, when I was at primary school, and we were taken... I went to school just in um, Shoreditch, called St. Joseph's, um, in Gun Street, where the old Spitalfields oh, yeah, Mark or, yeah. Market was. Um, but we kind of went to... to and I, I can't even remember. It must have been the Tate. I think Tate Britain at that point. And there was um, a Andy Warhol Brillo box, one of the sculptures. Uh, I think it's a Stockholm edition. And it was there on the floor. And my mum and dad, we lived above a calf. Uh, my mum and dad's calf. And so these Brillo boxes, they had these Brillo boxes with actually the Brillo pads in there. So I kind of recognised what this box was. And I thought, why is a Brillo box in the yeah, tape? Yeah. And this teacher was kind of going around. I was walking around it. I was just staring at it, thinking, why have they put in this art gallery, which I was told was really important. And the teacher saw me taking an interest, but probably for the, you know, other reasons. And she said, what do you think it is? And I said, well, it's a box. Why is a box in a gallery? She said, it's not a box. And I said, well, it is a box. And she said, it's not a box because you can't open it, so it has no use. And I went, right, yeah, it's not a box. It's not a box. But it is a box. It's a cube. Yeah. It's a cube. It's pretending to be a box. And then I had this moment, and I remember just walking around, and I looked around, and I thought, fuck, it's a sculpture. Yeah. And at that point, I realised it opened up to what art is. It isn't something else it can be lots of different things yeah. lots of different things it makes you look at something and question what it is you're looking at it, it makes me understand that that if things are are made in the right way or have the right thought behind them or if that or if they're presented in a certain way you understand them in a different way rather than what they're supposed to look like and how old was you at that point i don't know it was about nine or ten and the other one was the, the same teacher we went to i think the national portrait gallery and we saw um they were we had someone show us round, um, showing Canaletto's. And Canaletto was like kind of that other love that, that I saw. And these kind of ideas of, 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 of these kind of big masked balls in, in Venice, in this place that, I don't know, has a kind of uh, romantic, mystical side almost for me. And, um, yeah, that, that, that was lovely. And I've always had the soft spot for Canaletto. Which are, they're lovely. And these kind of vistas of the canal. And funnily enough, his dad, his dad was his surname was Canale. Um, and his dad was a theatre um, designer. And that's why Canaletto, Canaletto, Canaletto actually means the small Canale. You know, mm. so he was, the, you know, basically Canale Junior, Canaletto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, he used to do all these kind of big, big 
big Venetian kind of vistas of the Grand Canal going down for the Grand Tour. When all kind of rich aristocrats used to go over and they used to go to, to Venice, they'd go to Rome, they'd go to Florence. And basically they were like kind of souvenirs. But what was nice, because it came from theatre, one, you'd get this great perspective. And two, what I like is that if you didn't like a building that was there, he'd take it out and paint something that yeah, wasn't there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only because he was thinking, well, nobody wants to see that building because that's shit. So he'd paint out and something else. And as the viewer, else. you're none, none the wiser, are you? And as you're the viewer, and yeah. Painting. And in a way, he's, feeling, he's continuing that kind of that idea of romance and that kind of, of, of this mythology of this place and its history. So, yeah, they're the two. That was a long answer, so I'm sorry. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> When did you realise you wanted to work within the arts? Um, I've, I, <clears throat> it's not that I've, I think I've always been interested in art, and I've always kind of painted and always drawn and always and always done work myself. But you know, being an Italian, kind of the son of Italian immigrants, it was like for them anything to do with art, you know, that was that was failing. You know, they came from you know farmers in Italy, so I suppose what that they saw for me is you know to go back and show off to the families like. I'm an accountant, I'm a solicitor, yeah, yeah. I'm a doctor, I'm a surveyor, I'm something that... that the move that, was worth it. Yeah, yeah well, yes, exactly, because anything that you did in an office meant, oh, you know, oh, his son's done well, yeah, they've done well, yeah. you know. Where's a tie for work exactly, rather than yes. takes his shirt off. Exactly. And, but, um, so, yeah, but I didn't really could do, I couldn't do art in a way because they wouldn't let me as a kid, so... Yeah. You know, I'd kind of got my place at uni to do social anthropology and social administration, but never followed that through and just kind of went off and went off to Italy. But then came back and started off the small ceramics company. And, um, yeah. And that's still going now, is that's it? That's still going, and I, I love that. It started in kind of um, Tottenham, I said, with Jack 20 years ago. And it's good. It started for the right reason. We started off painting in, 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 in the flat and got a bigger place and... You know, selling them at all the markets. Then, you know, really down to Jack, because he has that business mind. You know, he started to kind of get bigger and bigger. We got a place in Tottenham. We knew kind of, you know, a lot of the people around there. So a lot of the kids kind of joined. And, you know, loads of them are still there. Excellent. And, you know, which is lovely. Um, but, yeah, we distribute to kind of America, you know, Japan, Australia, Europe. So, you know, it kind of grew. But, you know, funnily enough, nobody's using money anymore. Yeah, so no one's no, saving no. money. I mean, it's still kind of, still there and it's still doing well. But, you know, it's had its... And what was its name again, sorry? Uh, Terramundi. Terramundi is like Latin word for earth worlds. But, yeah. And it was still handmade in Italy. It's a small company. Uh, it was a small family business in Italy that made these little ceramic pods. You save yeah. up until they fall and you smash them open. Yeah. And so I introduced them back into England. Nice. But, yeah, they're, they're nice. I, I do. I have a, you know, I, I, I like them. Well, I didn't, I didn't even know about that until that um, Jealous show you had a little while ago and mm. some of the, um, the the motifs and that were used as prints in the show, weren't they? Yeah. Which, um, yeah, so you could see on there that you you properly concentrate on the aesthetics of the, the, the visual aesthetics of the ceramics itself. Yeah, you oh, see no, that, that was, prints. Yes, I mean, um, with the, yes, I mean... Hi, Hiya. Oh, I'm very well. You? I'm good. Good morning, good morning. That was Coolia coming in. Um, sorry, I've, I've lost the train of thought there. Oh, no, we, we were saying, yeah. talking about the um, motifs decoration and yeah. the artwork on the prints. Okay. Um, it was only just something that popped in me. Yeah, day, yeah. It weren't part of anything. I was about to say, which piece of art has the strongest emotional connection with you and why? 
would that have been that Canaletto you mentioned earlier? Do you I think? suppose it. Uh, um, I suppose Canaletto possibly uh, um, as an artist or, or as those works because he did lots of other works which I'm not so invested in. Shall we say? He did a lot of kind of biblical scenes and a lot more. Yeah, more more religious things. Traditional, yeah. Yeah, no, no, but more religious and kind of, you know, looking at more Greek fables. And so I liked, I really like the Venice works. That's what I really, really like. Um, I suppose Warhol. Warhol was was really important to me. It was important in the sense that, you know, he came from, you know, that New York period just after abstract expressionism. You had all these big artists. You had Jackson Pollock's, you, you had... You had de Kooning, you had, you know, Franz Klein had come in. You had just all these really, really strong, you know, macho artists that would sit there in pubs and get pissed and for art was them as an expression and everything. And then, you know, it kind of turned and then you got this kind of effeminate kind of window dresser, illustrator who 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 started to to, to respond to, to what was around him yeah. and this new changing world in the kind of in the 50s and 60s in New York, and just so, so fucking important, very important. But all the arts tends to sort of, like you were saying there with Warhol, they do sort of um, try to turn against the norm at the time. And then you've got the pop art scene, and then there was people trying to react to that as well, weren't well, there? Well, of course, yeah. I, mean, <clears throat> I don't know if it's so much kind of go against it, but I think just kind of seeing what's around them and, you know, just responding to it, like doing the Brillo boxes, like doing the, the, the Campbell's soup, like it, just so many other things that you just reflect. Yeah. Um, yeah, I suppose going on at that time, that what was going on the other avenue, I suppose, when pop art was going on, was minimalism. You know, and then you get people like Ellsworth Kelly and Judd and um, possibly Sol Lewitt and just other people that kind of went into colour field work at that same time. Yeah. And they went minimal where pop was like, more is more. <laughs> and so... Yes, I mean, there's always different things going on at the same time, and then you get, I suppose, you kind of get the, the, the that early uh, Keith Herring and and Basquiat, and you know, and a lot of the kind of underground people doing graffiti. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's always lots of strands going on. There's lots of sub, you know, as one kind of subculture becomes the culture, another subculture comes in, I yeah. suppose, and that changes. So how did you make the shift from the ceramics? company that you'd started and then did you end up did you go into jealous or did you go into the i know you've got the the framing business as well um um what what did we do i i'll be honest um i used the money from 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 uh terramundia i mean all i've done is always buy art and that's the one thing you know things can be falling apart in the house and that i don't see that (laughs) but i kind of think i want that um so i used a lot of money just to buy just to buy art you know, just to buy prints. I've always loved prints. I always like works on paper. I don't, and that, I don't know why. You know, but I haven't been drawn to other, to other medium more, as much as that. Um, and I suppose, that with that money, I've always wanted to, you know, I used to go to screen printing class. So I'd screen print. But then I kind of thought, I'd really love to open up a screen print studio. So really, I'll be honest with you, I used the money from Terramundi to open up Jealous. And when we got the place here in Crouchen where we first started, so it's actually good we're doing the podcast here, it's where we started. Um, yeah, it just cost a lot of money because we'd opened up, we, but nobody knew us. Yeah. But I had Matthew who kind of, you know, who who we started it together. When, well, I started it and um, I was going to start it and, you know, I met Matthew who kind of lived in the street and, you know, brilliant printer. And so we started this together knowing that we could hit the ground running, but... 
that's the thing. It cost us, you know, I mean, we mortgage, remortgage loads of stuff to keep it going. You know, it was about £300,000 just to keep it going for about three years. And we were just kind of getting our head above water. Yeah. Then I'd go, I'd kind of expand a bit. And, and yeah, and we've, you know, I've made loads of fuck-ups. Yeah. I bought a flat two doors down, just, just here, Crouch End. We're standing outside one day. We've got this job from, from, from Vulovich Editions in Sweden. It was a big job. And we thought, how are we going to do it? And we had a cigarette outside, and I saw for sale sign, <laughs> uh, just a, two, two, two doors down, and it was a flat above a shop. And I looked at it, and I said, I know what we're going to do. We're going to buy that flat. <laughs> I'm going to buy that flat, and we're going to turn the flat into a studio. And, you know, this is what I mean about everyone with jealous. They kind of looked at me and went, that's a great idea. Brilliant, <laughs> yeah. let's do it. So I did. We kind of bought it, got a mortgage on it, used the money to get that building, and then got a friend of ours, we call him the Drugan. Rob Drugan, and he's kind of, it was all tattooed and dreadlocks, but really brilliant artist from, from St. Martin's, and he kind of did the place up as a studio. We'd finished the studio, and I got a call from the freehold, and he goes, oh, hello, can I speak to Dario, please? I said, okay, Dar yes, Dario's speaking. And he said, uh, he goes, you've owned the place. And I said, yeah. He goes, you're not living there, are you? I went, oh, he goes, you're working in there. I went, yeah. He goes, get out. And oh, so this is the moment we kind of just got ready and we just started printing a little bit. People must have complained. And fair enough, yeah, I'm yeah. going from here along the pavement with screens, ink going well, along yeah, the floor. Well, you weren't thinking of anyone else at that point, Well, no, I wasn't. I was really jealous. 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 Job, and yeah. that's, you know, and that, yes. Um, so then we had to do it up and we rented it out. But then I'm kind of moved down to Shoreditch. Yeah. And when was that? This, oof. Um, or, or, or rather... Go back a sec. When did Jealous start here in Crouch End? 11 years ago. Nice. 11 years ago. And we got the keys. Funny enough, or I got the keys, the day the Lehman Brothers said that everything had gone in 2008. <laughs> everything had gone. Perfect timing. But, uh, yeah, and so that was it. And that was it. And the printer who I was originally going to start with, an old my, uh, main man called Jez, who used to run a mission, um, not mission print, that's another guy, um, um, Toxico I used to do these anarchist t-shirts he's known for years and he was going to actually be the printer and I got the keys I phoned him up and I said okay so I got the keys right let's, okay, let's yeah. come on and he goes you can't and he's part of that kind of tattooed hot, um, um, hot rod crowd and kind of psychobilly and he kind of said well I'm going over to, to Zurich to open up a tattoo parlour and I went, uh, oh, okay. Does that <laughs> help me? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because we hadn't been in touch for, for, for you know, a couple of months. And he said, look, when you get it, tell me. And so I kind of got the keys to this place. No one to help me print. And, and there's just been this financial crash. And yeah, that's how we started. So when people say, oh, it was a crash, that's how I started. Or that's how we, we started Jealous. So it is what it is. And then Shoreditch opened when? Jealous Shoreditch, do you know what's right? Shoreditch, Shoreditch is this. It's like I grew up around the corner. My mum and dad, you know, my dad kind of buy it, you know, buy buy a property or buy this and sell it. And they bought the building. So it was their building. Oh, wow. It was their Brilliant. building. Then, then um, my dad died, got Alzheimer's, he died. And in that time, and then my mum got very ill with motor neurons and she died as well. But in that time, the whole building was kind of... Um, it had been let go, and there was people working in there. See, I had really nothing to do with it. Cause I, and what was the building? Well, it was split up. There was a calf on the ground floor. There was a light bulb. Oh, sorry, that was your dad's calf downstairs? No, the calf was around the corner, Worship Street, but he bought this building, so oh, he was okay, renting sorry. it out. But, um, so there was a light bulb, so there was a calf downstairs. There was a light bulb wholesalers on the first floor, <laughs> which I do like, a light yeah, bulb wholesaler. Yeah, why not? Uh, exactly. And... Um, then there was a kind a of, lots of different, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there was different, 
I don't know, they kept changing. But there was kind of, no one was running it. And I suppose, because I'd left home ages ago, and it wasn't that great my parents. You know, my brother perhaps was more involved with it. But, so yeah, we took it over floor by floor. And, you know, so I kind of, you know, now I kind of pay, you know, the rent to my brother. And so that's fine and it's safe. I'm not worried that I'm going to be kicked out. And it's, and it's, Good. Yeah, that's security. Yeah, it's a security. It? Yes, and you know, is that, your brother part of jealous? Uh, my brother's no, he's not. He's kind of, he still kind of lives in uh, just in the cafe where we grew up. He works, he works with me with the framing, and so um, yeah, so he is, he is involved in jealous. He, you know, he was. We had a staff show, and he put some some artwork in it as well, and so it sold. So he's very happy. Yeah. But yeah, he's lovely. You know, I love him to bits. He's 14 years younger than me, and he's just yeah, he's it's brilliant. A gap, isn't it? It's a gap, and it's funny because as I, like when I was younger, I'd care for him. You know, he was, I was 14, 15 when he was born. So it's a little thing that yeah. I just loved immensely. And now I'm older. Now I'm 54, and you know, sometimes I go through kind of bad patches, and he's there for me now, and he feels protective towards me, which is lovely. Yeah, yeah, he, he's cool. So That's yes, good, he is part of a good brotherly thing. Eh? Yeah, he's brilliant. He's brilliant. Yeah. Inspiration. Where'd hmm. you go for inspiration or to relax? Inspiration. I, um, I don't. I don't know about inspiration. Um, relax. I mean, I go to art shows. Sadly, that's you know that's what I do. Sometimes on my time off, I'll go to art shows, but they're different because when 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 I go to an art show, I don't go there. Can or... you put your viewer head on? Yes. Oh, absolutely. I'll appreciate it, kind of a historically, or I'll appreciate you know, where they were, why they've done that, and it interests me, and I kind of look at them slightly more academically, I suppose. And so I don't look at them, oh, I could have done it like this, or I would do this in the same way. So, yes, and I find myself in a different space. I breathe in a different way. And it's almost, yeah, this is not spiritual. It's a stupid thing to say. But when I kind of go to, you know, brought up a Catholic, you go to church, and it is almost that boredom sometimes in the church. You have to sit there. And you can't go, well, you, you can't use your phone, you can't do that. So you really are, you, you're forced to be constricted into that moment. And you find yourself breathing in, in a certain way, looking around, thinking in a different way. And I get that same kind of experience when I go to a gallery and big shows. You know, I like it, I'm by myself, I wander around and I lose myself in it. And I come to, and yeah, you just think, oh, right, I'm in this space again. And I become aware of where I am and I love that. As for kind of... Yeah, and so at home I, I very rarely have works that that I've I've made in the in, in yeah. the gallery or the printers or others <clears> have made um, because I'll look at them I'll start judging I say oh fuck we should have done that with that we should have done that I wonder what it would look like if we did it bigger or smaller less of a border or we use that image so you know I can't I can't rest with yeah. them so I have works that I haven't worked on that then they are what they are and I don't I, I look at them differently I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. Well, the, the show that's on that has just finished at Jealous East and is now on at Jealous North mm. is Face Value Three, um, the show that I c curate annually for the Katie Piper Foundation. Yes. Now, um, we've done Face Value One elsewhere, yep. which was just a one-off. There was never going to be anything more to it until several of the artists asked me if I'd do a second one. The, the gallery that I tried to get sort of fell through at the last moment, um, and I was sort of in the shit really, and. And just so happens, I was with Ben Ein the morning I got the call to say that it's gone up in the air. And I was talking to Ben about it, and he put you up, first mm. of all. And then, funnily enough, I think we may have been at the boot sale, 
or wherever I was, I was speaking to Riker, Ryan. Oh, okay, yeah. And uh, this was only within a couple of days. Mm. And I said to Ryan, I said, oh, I said the shit's at the family of a gallery. And he just went, go and see Dario at Jealous. And I, I didn't know you. I'd been, to, I'd been to Jealous a few times, like, you know, just sort of popping in. Yeah. Um, and I had seen you in there. I didn't, I didn't know you was, I knew you were saying to do it, because, again, you were sat on the floor when I went in there. But um, I'd seen you at the boots out and mm. stuff. Um, and I, I'm not one for approach. I'm, I'm really bad in asking people for... For help, you know, right? Yeah, well, um, yeah. Like a lot, a lot of people do. It's a silly thing, but um, yeah, I sort of mustered up the courage to get in contact. And and I, I, where was it? I, I asked you initially at the London Art Fair, wasn't it? When I, yeah, I think I so. Met yeah. You up there and yes, exactly that. It yeah. was. You was. I know you was there with Louise, and you was talking to a punter at the time. Uh, sorry, you was talking to a customer at the time. So <laughs> a collector. <laughs> a collect Let's call it collector. Yeah, yeah, you was talking to a collector at the time. Um, and I just that that feeling of just sort of introducing yourself to someone, and then um, I mean you'd already sort of half agreed to it as it were yeah. anyway. You just wanted to know the the ins and outs and and who was going to be there. But even so, and I was although I'm a sort of a, a big brash and loud guy, I sort of I do get sort of uh, a bit uneasy about those sort of things. Hmm. And I don't know if you remember, but like an idiot, I walked over and I went, "Hello, Dario, I'm Gario." <laughs> and introduced myself as fucking Gary, and I was like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Gary O at all. I'm, I'm Gary. Um, but yeah, it sort of went from there. I told you it was in the show. I told you the story behind it. Yeah, you loved it, and and you put it on, and and fucking hell, man. Honestly, I've I've put a few shows together, and I got, I did get told, and I ain't blowing smoke up your ass here. This is all. I've, this is what I say to other people. I've, I've put shows. I've been involved in several shows. Mm. Went to Jealous, and I was trying to sort of not impose when we was putting the the, the the stuff on the walls. Yeah, and man, your crew just put you to one side and just take care of fucking yeah, everything, of man. It was, and I even said to Louise, like, I was trying to Louise, you yeah, she's kind of director, yeah, yeah, my right hand man yeah. for the galleries and all that. And I know the sex is right hand woman. She's my right hand woman. So I didn't want to. Um, I felt a bit wrong just standing back and letting her... And every decision she was making was one that I either would have made or... Agreed with. I, th I should have made. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was one of those. You know, I, I might think, oh, I, don't, I wouldn't want that painting to go next to that print. Mm. And then she puts them there. And, uh, she's been doing it so long. Yeah, she's got an excellent eye. And I was trying to work. And I said to her, look, if I get in the way, just tell me to go away. And she just said, go away. And I sat there and I just watched her yeah. doing her stuff. Brilliant. But do you know what it is sometimes? It's not even, it's it's knowing the space and having worked in that space before. So it's not even so much that goes next to that. It's, you know, she knows that space, you know. Well, what I don't know, which she did, which I've sort of learnt from her, and she tell you herself, I was asking her loads and loads mm. of questions. Her eye, she looks at it, she knows that inside out, but also she knows where the viewer's eye goes as soon as they mm. walk through the door. Yeah. You know, yeah. that one in front of you, yeah. then that yeah, one, and then you walk around this way and... So she knew exactly what was going on. And honestly, the, the crew there have made it so much easier. And that was Face Value 2. Face Value 3, which, which started um, in the middle of April, which is the show now. That's, that's been and done. Um, it's, it's come over now to um, Jealous North and from the 1st of May to the 26th. Katie Piper turned up for both occasions. Mm. Great girl. Lovely. Amazing story. Um, how could you not sort of uh, 
sort of hold her up in esteem after what she's been through. Yeah, so so what you've done for us there was was quite amazing. That it's always a, a packed occasion there. It's, it's and it's always group shows, and um, you know yourself, you, you've met them. I'll have anyone from a homeless artist to international Turner Prize winner. Of course. So there was a, a good social reflection hanging on the wall there. Question number six is, if there was you and five other artists past and present, what would your perfect group show be? <laughs> past and present? Past or present, anyone. If you could have a show in Jealous, who would you put on the walls? Or not necessarily even on the walls. I'd have Warhol. I would have Picasso. I would have Matisse. Um, I would have Louise Bourgeois. And I would have Richter. Gerhard Richter, I suppose. Damn fine group show. <laughs> That'd be a good group <laughs> show, I suppose. Yeah, but that's, you know, that you asked me next week, it could change. Yeah, to be oh, it does. It changes. But there, yeah. If you weren't in the arts, what would you like to be? Or what would you like to do? Um, if I wasn't in the arts... This is one that always sort of scuppers people. Do you know what I always kind of say? And and if I kind of, you know... I mean, I'm pretty unemployable if I didn't have jets. <laughs> but genuinely. Yeah, genuinely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if I could afford to do to do the job... Because of everything we're jealous, you know, I wake up angstridden every morning. I'll be honest with you, I do. We have the lift going up. I yeah. can hang on to the lift sometimes and just breathe in, ready. Because you know, the, the thing is, what we were saying before, people there, you know, you know, they believe in what we're doing, and you know, I have to be strong for them. You know, and I love them all individually. I know them as people, and I hang out with them. I consider them friends. And, and sad, you know, I was going to say sadly, you know, if I have a housewarming. It'd probably be them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Perfect. They're the people there because they're the people I feel comfortable with. But you know, I, I feel responsible. Well, um, you, I suppose you depend on them. Yeah. Even more than they depend on you. Yes, but it's going back to all of that. So what I'm saying is that's the, the tension, the stress, and working with artists. Do you know what I do? I just go pack shelves at Sainsbury's. Oh, which I, I love it when people do. When <laughs> because I used to do that. I used to do that as a, as um as a as a kid as a Saturday job, uh, uh, angel. And you know what? I could just... All I have to think about is putting the baked bean sign right in the front facing you in a nice little kind of... My, it'll fit in with my OCD. <laughs> it's not that important. If I fuck up, it Stuck doesn't the matter. the Brillo pad boxes. Oh, <laughs> exactly. Well, maybe Take that's it, it. Maybe that's it. I've just gone full circle and just kind of seen Soup a pop cans, art. As yeah. A, yeah, maybe. maybe. But yeah, something... <laughs> do you know what? Something that doesn't stress me. But there may be... That, that that I'd be happy for a week or look after my plants. I love my plants. I'd go around watering my plants and talking yeah. to them, my plants a bit. Nice, because some artists mm. will ask that question. They can't come away from the arts. No, they well, you know, it. yes. I mean, if I couldn't do it for someone else, in a way, I've been offered jobs kind of doing stuff for other people and I, and I couldn't do that. Or be honest, I know, I mean, I... I yeah, I know. If I didn't have jealous, I'd probably stay at home, eat pizza. That's sad, you know. Uh, Pizza's no good for you. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that's the perfect thing to that one, that's for sure. What's coming up at the moment um, for, for Dario or Jealous? For, for Jealous, what, what are we doing now? We're, we just did the, we're doing the Affordable Art Fair in Hampstead, and it's a small show. Again, funnily enough, that we're here in... in, in um, 
in um, Crouch End, so it's at Hampstead, it's on Hampstead Heath, and so you know, we're doing a small fair there, and then we're getting ready for the Art Park boot, and then, and then all the other shows in between, yeah. all the other shows in between. We're doing a nice graduate show actually, we give a graduate prize every year to, to, to um, MAs from, from the London colleges. And uh, we've made the additions, we've shown them. We're going to have a show, probably show one or two of their originals as well. Um, yeah. When's that, do you know? Do you know the date of that? Or? I knew you'd ask me that. Um, end of May. Okay, end, end of, of May. May. Good. Th- end of May, I think. Um, and where do they find, where can anyone find Jealous? In, Instagram or social media? Yeah, Instagram. Instagram is a... Uh, is, uh, uh, jealous underscore London and you know most of the things that's the one that we use more on a daily basis so you can see what we're up to you can see the studio post pictures um, the, the the gallery post but we post pictures and we have that open door policy so anyone they anyone who works just can upload yeah. which freaks some of the bigger companies uh, out there that's we approach it at least it's more honest it's not so contrived you know some of the pictures are shit because we, we just do them we think they're funny at the moment some are really interesting you've done that. that's quite a brave thing to do isn't well, it? well exactly and that's what you're saying and it's not Why brave not? you know it's kind of brave or just lazy <laughs> <laughs> or, or whichever you way you're looking at well that's it, what it? I'm saying because really it's the moment you can t- you know I've been to those kind of you know um, Instagram you know, I look at Instagram. Actually, I'm, I'm lying there because everyone in the studio is going to listen to this if they do. They're going to say, Gary, no, it doesn't bother. But you can tell the companies that really study and they have someone on part of their social media. That's their job. We don't really have that. Obviously, I kind of say, oh, something, we haven't posted something, just let's post something. But I think that's an honest, honest way of just, you know, reflecting who you are. Yeah. Really, rather than putting an image of yourself, obviously it is an image of yourself. I mean, when when you do see companies or even people that know social media inside out, although it's very concise, they've got you know th- thousands of followers, it does seem very sterile. It doesn't seem like there's well, much. Well, there's yeah, there's not a personality behind yeah. it, I suppose. And then when you see a like like you was just saying, when you see a photograph that isn't done by a photographer, that isn't crisp, that isn't perfect, yes. Um, and then that goes up when it's got shadows or it's a yeah, of course. That, that catches your eye as much as a, a beautiful yeah, so, photo. Yeah, one of our top, one of our biggest photographs, you know, when we were kind of not getting that many, I think it was Jess took, who works in the studio, took the, the picture. And it's just this kind of, this giant inflatable flamingo, which we were going to put <laughs> in the roof, but it was in the lift with <laughs> yeah. this kind of odd green light. It's one that got just loads of yeah. hits. And it is... And it's not about perfect, it's just about, and sometimes, and that's it, when people come into a, into a studio and say, oh, Derry, I want to make a print, and they've given me some options. Yeah. And they say, you know, you know which one will sell. You know, which one should I do? And I always say, I always say, if I knew what would sell, I wouldn't be telling yeah. you. Yeah. You know, yeah. but what I mean by that, you see an image, can I honestly say, you know, I have an idea, but can I honestly say, that's going to be a hit, that yeah. is going to be yeah. brilliant. I can't. I can say it because I've seen what's happened before and what you do and what I like, but, yeah. And the website, uh, the, sorry, the address of the website is for is, people who want to look on the website. Yes, it's um, jealousgallery.com. Dario, that's all my questions done. Thank you very much. All right, man. There you go. Dario and Jealous North. Didn't I tell you he was a good man? Yes, I did indeed. And not only does Dario put on art exhibitions in Jealous Gallery, a few hours later, Dave Buonaguidi was doing his blah, blah, blah book launch at Jealous East. I run along, bumped into my old mucker, Terami, and who else did we see there? But Kim Jong-un. 
If you want to know more, go over to Dave Buonaguidi's social media and see for yourself. But Dario and the guys over at Jealous, without sounding too sycophantic, I cannot thank them all enough for what they've done for me and the Cative Piper Foundation for Face Value 3. They genuinely have gone above and beyond what I expected from a gallery. So as I've said a few times, Face Value 3 is running until the 26th of May. There are still artworks for sale. They range from just over £300 to just under £10,000. And all the proceeds go to an extremely worthy charity. And speaking of charities, I've had some extremely good news this week. Just to counterbalance the bad. The bad being that the job I've done for many years, which the hours that I do have enabled me to do my artwork, I've just been made redundant from. Well, last week I had two opportunities given to me by different parties within a couple of days of each other. One involving one of the biggest prison arts charities in the world. The other being a curatorship opportunity that really is something a bit special. Nothing is written in stone yet, but it really is quite exciting. And could I say it's also quite humbling because I didn't approach either two of these parties for these positions. Both parties are aware of the things I've done in the past for charities and organisations. Seeing the results I've come up with and contacted me on the strength of them, it really is quite humbling. But as soon as I hear more, I'll let you know. One place you'll definitely hear about it is on my social media, where you can also see the day-to-day activities of what goes on in Mizog Art World. And that is on all social medias, which is Mizog Art, M-I-Z-O-G-A-R-T. And just one more time, whatever platform you're listening to this on, you should be able to like, subscribe or leave a comment. Please do if you're able. It really does help us and help anybody else who wants to find an art podcast. So, thank you for listening, and until next week, ta-da! Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.